The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the life of an ad. Joining us is John Evans, who's the Chief Customer Officer at System One, which is the leading advertising effectiveness agency. Through metrics and behavioral psychology, System One works with the world's biggest brands to predict how their advertising resonates and how it will land. And today, John and I are going to discuss why advertising wearout is actually a myth. All right. Here's the first part of my conversation with John Evans, the Chief Customer Officer at System One. John, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be here. Excited to have you on the show. Appreciate you calling in from over the pond, staying up late to record this podcast. And we're getting close to the holidays. So first and foremost, thank you for going above and beyond to be my guest. That's absolutely my pleasure. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today. You do a lot of interesting things at System One in terms of understanding how advertising resonates, how it lands. And I think one of the things that marketers are always concerned about is, are they overspending? Are they oversaturating the same people with advertising? Talk to me about why you think advertising wearout is actually a myth. This is a brilliant topic because I've been a client-side marketer a long, long time in my career, and I've changed advertising campaigns regularly, as most marketers do. And at System One, we have an ability to measure the impact of advertising in the long term. We call it a star rating. And basically what we do is we measure the emotional impact of an ad. And we've got 80,000 ads on the database. We actually test almost all adverts in the US and UK that go on air. So we've got an enormous resource to draw on. And it's one of those things that, you know, if you work in marketing, there's a popular idea that your ad will wear out the more people that see it, the more it will wear out and you need to refresh it. And we've got a phrase at System One, actually, familiarity breeds contentment, not contempt. Because actually what our studies show is that familiarity with an ad, as long as it's good, is actually a good thing. I tell you, there's quite an interesting story, actually, as to how we unearth this insight, because it was slightly accidental. As I was saying, we test every ad in the UK and the US and what basically within 24 hours of a new ad going on, on air, we'll have tested it and we'll have it up on a database. Now, when COVID happened a couple of years back now, we had to stop doing that because like every business, we were under huge financial pressure. So we actually turned it off for a while and we stopped testing every ad. And then gradually we turned on different categories again as we could afford to restart the testing. 
Now, what it did, it gave us a very interesting natural experiment, right? Because what it meant was, is that suddenly we were testing ads that were up to three years old. So we suddenly had this database of advertising that had already been on air for up to three years. And we had all the media spend data, we have the frequency data. So what we did is we thought, wouldn't it be interesting to retest and look at the difference in the scores between ads that aired up to three years ago and ads that aired now? And what we found is something quite fascinating is that there was absolutely zero evidence of wear out. In fact, there was some evidence of wear in. Now, not across the board. There were some ads sort of wore in, and I can go on to explain why the ones wore in that they did. But it was quite astonishing. And we actually cut the data by frequency of airing. We cut the data by media spend. We cut the data by how long the campaign was running for. And whichever variable we look at, so length of campaign, spend of campaign, frequency of campaign, in every example, when we tested it, again, there was no evidence of wear out of that creative, which is quite astounding as a bit of insight. So let me ask you a couple clarifying questions here. First off, you're talking about ads airing. What's the format of ads? Are we talking audio advertising? Are we talking display advertising? What's the medium that you're using to collect all of this data? So firstly, audiovisual advertising from TV, YouTube, digital networks, we're measuring the wear out of audiovisual advertising. It's worth saying as well, actually, we have two broad measures. We measure star rating, which is long-term brand building potential. We have a spike rating, which is short-term sales activation potential. And what we were doing with the wear out study was look at, does the brand building potential of these audiovisual ads decline over time? So while some of the ads may have been designed to sell more sofas at the weekend or whatever, you know, or go down and buy a new car, we were looking at the brand building potential of audiovisual ads. And that's what we've got the biggest database of. So we've got over 80,000 ads in the database now. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. You know why you're a lucky guy? Hit me with it. 
you're not based here in the United States and you've never been subjected to a Cars for Kids ad. Cars for Kids? <laughs> there is this ad. It has to be some sort of a scam. The amount of media that Cars for Kids buys, specifically around sports and games, it's a television ad, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, K-A-R-S, CARS-FOR-KIDS. I can't stand this ad, and I have been listening to it since I was six years old. And apparently people donate their cars, and they think they're giving them for kids, and maybe the cars have resale value, and that's the game. But there is such oversaturation in my mind from hearing this ad. Yes, I know the brand. I know K-A-R-S cars for kids, one eight seven seven. I know the number. I know the brand. I know what they do. That advertising was effective. I am so effing tired of hearing that jingle. I will never use it. I'd rather light the cars and the kids on fire, metaphorically, <laughs> not literally. So you're telling me that, well, no, actually, I'm wrong, that there's not this oversaturation over frequency. We're right and wrong. So a bad ad in that case, a bad ad will wear out from day one, right? So what we're seeing is a good ad. So one that's got a good jingle, one that's got a good, one that you like will get better over time. But a bad ad will remain a bad ad. So I, I guess it wore out on day one in that case. And they, they should create a new bit of creative. I don't know if it was day one. And actually what we're getting into is the notion of frequency capping. And it's a nuanced conversation. There's the direct response impact on frequency capping. And then there is the understanding the awareness, the relevance of your brand, right? If somebody forgets about your brand when they're in market, they're never going to come to you. So you have to continue to advertise to stay top of mind to drive them into your funnel. Now, cars for kids, if I was a 40-year-old man who had an extra car, maybe I would have been interested in that in the first year of hearing it, the first 300 times I heard that ad. And then 40 years later, now that I've been listening to that ad and I'm in the thousands of impressions for this one jingle, it's just wearing on me. It's too much. So how do you determine what the right frequency cap is? And is it that you can have too many impressions in a short period of time, but over the long haul, the ad doesn't get tired? Talk to me more about frequency capping. What we looked at in the data is we looked at kind of small, medium and large frequency levels. So we tried to cut the data in that way. Interestingly, and this was a real surprise because like you, I kind of thought, surely if you go for high frequency, you're just going to get absolutely irritated. But I suppose it's because I think you're an exception because you're very tuned into that particular ad. It's got under your skin. But for most people, they're subjected to so many different adverts that actually even what we think as an industry is high frequency doesn't actually get to the level of what we would consider to be wear out. So the only exceptions we found in the in the research we did were, for example, anything that's quite time specific. So it's a Super Bowl ad or it's a World Cup ad or it had a limited shelf life because of the topic. But anything that isn't time sensitive, we actually didn't find any evidence that the creative itself wore out when you tested it again. Now, I guess that's the caveat because we're looking at the, does the creative response, does your feelings towards the ad change as you're exposed to it more and more? And we saw no evidence of it wearing out. In fact, good creative, we actually found wore in as you became more familiar and enjoyed it more. So if we were taking 50 ads for you, there'll be two or three that would irritate you and get worse. But what we found is most of them actually do get better over time. Now, of course, this is based on UK data. That's probably the other caveat to say, and based on the sample that we took. So I'll take your challenge. I'll take your cars for kids and see if I can break the system with it. 
you don't want that pain. Just trust me, stay <laughs> where you are. It's better off. There's lots of wonderful things about living in the United States. Being subjected to Cars for Kids ads is not the case. I don't know if I 100% agree. I do think that there is a happy medium of doing frequency capping and not oversatiating your customers with the same ad. Now, does the average marketer have an understanding of what the right mix is for the number of impressions per ad? If you are buying all of the impressions on every TV spot for you, the same consumer for a long period of time, I do believe that they will hit oversaturation. If you run the same ad and like what you said, hey, we had an ad that ran two years ago. We found a nice target market for it. We turned it off and then we brought it back. Is that ad still relevant? Yes, a good ad is a good ad. Now, what's the right mix for each brand to figure out how much that ad should be run and what the duration is? We can test all of it. There are so many variables that go into it. I wouldn't abandon frequency capping altogether. Good point there, because what we were measuring is the emotional response, how you feel about it, and does it change your impression of the brand? Now, of course, does it make you act any differently is a bit of a different question. So what you might find is if you saturate the market too much, you've reached everybody repeatedly, and actually your ability to change their behavior or change their mind is going to diminish. That's probably where our spike rating comes in, which is likelihood to act in the short term in response to seeing the ad. So John, give me a takeaway here. When marketers are sitting around thinking about whether they need to produce more creative, whether they should continue to run the creative and what the frequency is for an ads, how do they make sense of the data that they're seeing? I think this is the really, really big takeaway with this because again, having been a marketer client side myself, I've done annual planning. I've briefed agencies every year. You tend to change your creative year. What the data tells us is in most cases, you're better off sticking with existing, hardworking creative than spending all the money, taking the risk and trying to make a better ad. And in fact, you know, nine times out of 10, you're better to optimize what you've got rather than change the creative. Now, of course, that's not good news necessarily if you're the creative agency and that's another conversation entirely. But actually what we're seeing is marketers are changing their creative way too much and they've been in creative long before it's actually uh, worn out from a creative point of view. Not necessarily from a media point of view, but certainly from a creative point of view. Advertising creative is something that generally tends to be very expensive to produce. And often what we're doing is we're creating a high volume of this really expensive format to try to just see what sticks. When you get a winner, turns out you might be able to stick with it longer than you expected and start to mitigate some of that cost and just go back to the well. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to John Evans, the Chief Customer Officer at System One, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, John and I are going to continue the conversation talking about diversity and ageism in advertising. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about John, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is UncensoredCMO, or you could visit his company's website, which is systemonegroup.com. That's system, the number one, group.com. And also you could listen to John's podcast. It is the Uncensored CMO podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.